This episode is brought to you by freedadcourse.com. You are always one conversation away from changing your life, and the power of hello is something that I subscribe to every single day, and I'm always saying hello to new people everywhere I go. Increasing your opportunity, increasing your connection, and getting access to the solutions to the problems that you are facing, whether you're on active duty or just beginning your veteran transition or even transitioning out for 20 years. On the other side of hello are the solutions that you're looking for. Again, head on over to freedadcourse.com. Get your five-episode audio course to create more connection, create more friendships, and get back to living the life that you're trying to design. Dory 1, this is Fire Team Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Today's episode is going to be another solo. I've really kind of enjoyed these solos, and I've got a lot of feedback that I should keep doing them. So I'm going to take a little break from the interviews and do some solos on some of the big takeaways and deep dives into the podcast topics that sometimes we fly over, sometimes we fly in for a little bit. But today, we're going to talk about a strong one, and I'm talking about emotions. This is something that we talk about a lot on the podcast, a lot of it because I'm a very emotional guy. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, I have pretty much admitted crying over happy endings, crying over the movie Elf when the sleigh goes flying over the people. I bawl my eyes out. I remember recently crying when watching the movie I Can Only Imagine. That movie really got to me. I've cried on airplanes watching The Greatest Showman in the dark when the the plane's dark flying over the ocean. So for me, being an emotional guy, emotions have always got the best of me. They got the best of me in high school. They got the best of me in boot camp. They got the best of me in Marine Corps. And on the other side of transition through 10 years of kind of losing myself, not having an identity, not having friends to go through, being afraid to say hello to people, these are all emotions that I sucked at dealing with. And the other side of that now with three kids, it's even more intense because now you have kids triggering your emotions. And those emotions are just as real as any other emotion that we have. And me being an emotional guy, I feel very strongly. They are almost like a rip current through my heart when I feel something, especially if it's a negative emotion. Those can really just be a boat anchor for what I'm, maybe a positive day, and then a boat anchor comes along and bam, all my momentum, all my things that I'm working on, all my positive mentality for that day can wash away just like that in an instant. So today, when we deep dive into emotions, what are we going to talk about? Well, a little while back in the Facebook group, I blogged about an idea. And as I was researching this, I thought this idea would be good to share. So this past summer, I went to the dentist's office. And I'm sitting there. And just like every other dental cleaning, you open your mouth up. You're getting all the poked and prodded. They're scraping all the teeth or the plaque off your teeth and making sure you get all the cracks clean. And they scrub them really good. And thank God for dentists because... I couldn't do it, but thank God we have people that are out there. So if you're a dentist listening to this, I thank you for your profession and your love of profession because not everybody can do that. But think of how easy we open up our mouth and have it poked and cleaned. And it's generally something that's very dirty and there's lots of things in the cracks. And when I was laying there getting my teeth cleaned, I had kind of an epiphany or I put two random things together. 
But emotions are a little bit like that, that there's a lot of things that we don't deal with that we don't get through our daily surface cleaning that we need someone to go in there and really poke at and scrape to get rid of. And think of that as like therapy. In therapy, a lot of what you're doing is having someone you're talking to that are going into places that you don't want to talk about at dinner parties and making sure that all the closets are clean, that you don't have any dead bodies laying around, that you're just avoiding. But yet we show up at the dentist, which is something kind of a little bit not natural for us to do. And we do it with ease and we do it without much hesitation. But man, emotions aren't even real. They're all just made up in our head. But man, do we run away from those so strongly. But yet at the same time, we open up our mouth to have someone else clean it without even hesitating. So think about that for a second. Their emotions aren't even real, but yet they feel so strong. I, I've felt emotions so strong that I can instantly be brought to tears just because I felt it. And you can feel that overcoming emotion. Maybe it's those coming home videos. Those always get me. You can instantly watch them, that energy. I can feel that emotion that they're feeling when they hug each other. That gets me every time. But it's not real. It's just a, a feeling inside that's not made up. If, if you were to cut someone open, you wouldn't find a single trace of any feelings or thoughts. It's all just something that our brain perceives. So at the end of the day, how do we do it? How do we deal with this? This is something that I face every day. This podcast is a good method for me to starve some fear, work through my emotions openly, bring them into the open, and work through them. But a lot of times, especially military dads, we want to keep our emotions in the shadows. I've said it a thousand times in the podcast, the military trained us that our emotions are going to get us killed. And, but yet, those are the exact same things that we need in order to come home as a dad. And I was just talking with a Navy SEAL the other day on a podcast episode, John, and we just, it's kind of funny that the military doesn't actually have an order anywhere written that says how you deal with your emotions, to my knowledge. I never read a Marine Corps order that said this is how your emotions are supposed to be felt. But everybody kind of instinctively has these unwritten rules of what your emotions are supposed to be. But what if there was a Marine Corps order on emotions? What if the military did tell you that emotions are supposed to be felt and that while there are times that your adrenaline kicks in and your emotions get turned off for the sake of survival, what if it instinctively created spaces for you to feel those emotions. What would that do for you? It would give you permission to feel what you maybe haven't been feeling in a while. I know for me that when I hear someone say something really vulnerable and it's a raw emotion for them, what they've given me, and this happened a long time ago when I first started working through my emotions, is they gave me permissions to share mine. So, I'm telling you that these emotions are out there, that these emotions need to be felt, whatever you're feeling, whether it be frustration about your job, whether it be frustration about the kind of dad you show up as, the kind of husband you show up as, maybe it's the kind of member of the military you were, maybe there's regrets that you have. These are all emotions, but yet they're still not real. And I keep saying that because there was a Tony Robbins podcast that I was just listening to today that really brought this home for me that they're just made up things for our own interpretation of our mind, that our mind can't help apply some interpretation to what's going on around us. And it uses the past to help imply these feelings or these interpretations. 
So if we really want to start changing our emotions, we really need to start changing the story of how we perceive these emotions. Because a lot of our emotions are just perceived and felt based on the narrative that we felt in the past. For my example, there's a story that played off in my head for a long time, and it still plays in some ways, that I was just a dumb farm boy from Wisconsin that was never going to do anything, that was just this weak-minded Marine that really didn't have the mental resilience to be a good Marine, whatever that may be, and was that just always this weak person that had never been in a fight, I've never thrown a punch, I've never been punched, intentionally, or I guess I've been punched by bullies, but I've never been like been in a fight where it's back and forth. These are all things that created this very weak story inside myself. So there's lots of things that trigger that story to happen. And when it triggers, I have default emotional states that kick in because that's the only, only interpretation that I have. But once I become aware of it, once I become aware of this story, then I can consciously take, kind of take a step back from what I'm feeling. Then once I feel this, then I can kind of observe the emotion versus kind of going through it or letting it define me. Because emotions are just interpretations and your thoughts are just interpretations. And those are just trying to find meaning for what's happening to you. But if we can change the meaning of what's happening to us, and if we can change the emotion that we're feeling in relation to that, if we can find just an ounce of appreciation about something that we're feeling... Those are things that can really help move us forward. Now, that's some kind of deep stuff, and that might be pretty complicated stuff. And some of that for you, if you haven't really started working through your emotions, that might be really hard for you to take that first step. And for me, I wasn't on that first step. I would say this is the Ben Coley showing up that's kind of worked through this, put in the reps in a lot of different ways to figure out how to really stand back and observe the emotion and what interpretation and story that emotion is being driven from or what that meaning is coming from because our meaning comes from our past. So if we want to change the meaning, we have to change how we perceive the past to either it happened to us, which is a lot of people's mindsets that our past and our life happens to us and life happens to us. But the better mindset is to shift into the life happens for us. So if you can change the meaning of how something happened, that's really how you start to change your story. And this really took place for me about three years ago. I was blogging at this time, just kind of writing out a lot of good blog posts at the time, but not really focused in one area. And one of them was a challenge to write a letter to myself. And the title was, Am I Worth It? And essentially, the, the challenge that came from a friend was, write a letter to yourself in the context of a good friend reminding you why you were worth it. So again, this is me talking to myself and writing it out. And I'm writing along. And all of a sudden, I start writing that then early in life, you keep thinking that people pushed you down. And those people in your mind are still as raw as it was when it happened. And you think that those people are holding you back, that those people aren't giving you permission to move forward. And then out of nowhere, again, this is me writing it, I write to myself, but in reality, early in life, people pushed you down so that later in life, I could pull people up. And in that moment, my entire story got transformed. I still think about that moment and the emotional feel and the connection to that past and trying to change the meaning of what happened in the past because I'm more of a believer now than ever that all of those things happened have allowed me to come home 
as a better dad, a better husband, a better friend, a better podcaster, because I can then share these stories and connect easier because I was that guy on the bottom. And as I had people help me up, now I can turn around and help people up because I know what that look feels like. I've felt it. I can feel it a mile away when someone needs that hand reaching out. But none of that would have happened if I was, wasn't pushed down from early on. So if I feel a moment of weakness, I can reflect back that that moment, that story in the past was really a gift that has now allowed me to help others come home and be that friend that they need. I'm a much stronger friend because early in life, I didn't have a lot of friends. So I know what that lonely feeling is. And now that I've stepped into more of owning myself, I can be the friend that I wish I had five years ago. So let's move into some practical steps that took me from where I was to where I am today when it comes to working with emotions. Probably the biggest thing for me that helped me work through my emotions is just writing. I didn't consider myself a writer ever. I hated writing papers for English classes. And it wasn't until I tried stepping into the world of blogging. So I didn't step into this idea of knowing what I was going to do. But I really just stepped into the idea of writing a blog post. And when I stepped into these ideas, I just kept putting words down. And they were maybe my goal. My initial goal was probably like 750 to 800 words. And I would initially get there. But then something started happening that at the end of these blog posts, I would reread it. And I was like, damn, that was good advice. Why can't you give yourself that advice without writing a blog post? And it hit me through that process that a lot of times, especially if you're a high if you're kind of a high energized thinker that you have a lot of ideas and your brains keeps going, there are so many voices and stories and ideas floating in your head that it's hard to understand which one is the one that you really need to follow. But when I was writing, only one version came out and it was usually the version somehow that I really needed to hear. So I was often the first person that would benefit from something that I wrote. And that writing over the time really helped me strengthen that ability to write something of how I was feeling. And it really started, I would meditate for about 10 minutes at night, maybe like at seven o'clock after the kids gone to bed. I think at this time I'd only had, we think we only had Sophia, so she may have been like two, so it was pretty easy bedtime still. I would meditate for 10 minutes, and then in that after feeling of that meditation, my mind was a little bit clearer. That's really when I would engage the keyboard. And I would always write something that I needed to hear. And now, as I've continued to work through that, writing is still something that I find a lot of therapy in because it just allows me to put words and labels to something that I'm feeling on the inside. And because emotions aren't real, but words are, once you give something words, it kind of either it gets a power to do something for you or it kind of loses its power against you. Like once you give it words, you're like, well, that was kind of a stupid idea. But you can't really say that well, it's on the inside. Maybe it's maybe you're fighting suicidal thoughts right now and you're listening to this episode. Once you say those things out loud, those things then lose their power over you because your brain looks at it and be like, oh, that's a crazy thought. Why would I say something like that? But when they're on the inside, emotions are just these 3,000-year-old things that kept us alive because they would either be fear or the fear or flight or flight mechanisms, these are all things that are kind of what triggering emotions are. But at the same time, emotions are that feeling you felt when you first held your child, that that feeling of joy. That's an emotion. But at the same time, there's an equal opposite side of that that makes you feel depressed, not good enough, maybe 
isolated and alone. These are all part of the same emotional bucket. And in the episode that Tony Robbins had today, he talked about that emotion is one of the strongest forces on the planet because you can move so much when you align your emotions in your heart and allow them to flow freely. But, and this is something I have really struggled with. I'm an always an overthinker. So I'm always thinking with my head and not always feeling with my heart. And my emotion will get connected inside my head where I'm thinking about it too much instead of really feeling it in my heart. And I've said a couple times in the podcast that sometimes that when we're not processing those emotions, we're not letting them tell us what we need to know. Because oftentimes emotion is a trigger. It's not, not even a trigger is the best word, but it's a, an indicator of something maybe that we're not focused on, maybe something that it needs to tell us. Maybe it's something that you, maybe it's that emotion that you can't really put your finger on. But maybe it's the emotion that you need to get out of the military. Maybe it's that time, but you really haven't been willing to admit to yourself that that's that emotion they've been really feeling. And I talk about that emotions are meant to be felt and understood. They are indicators of directions we need to go. That if you really enjoy the moments that you're with your kids, and if you can figure out how to create more joy in those moments, those are going to tell you like, man, this is an emotional feeling that I love more. This is why I love being a dad. And that's where I've kind of grown into that. I really create those emotional moments with my kids because I love those feelings when I feel that I'm really connecting with them. Something else that I've been working on, and it just really, uh, this was some advice a coach gave me recently, that to take a coin, and the moment he said coin to me, I was like, oh man, I know what you're talking about because I got a whole whole desk full of challenge coins. And what he was telling me was, and and we were, this was advice related to trying to, to, to help work through my emotions. And he's like, take this coin and put it in your pocket all the time. Here we're on with you 24-7. And whenever you need to feel something, whenever you feel something strong, grab the coin. And for me, the coin is a Marine Corps coin. So when I grab the coin, I re-anchor myself in the title of being a United States Marine. I re-anchor in that pride, that feeling, that emotion. When I hold that coin, I feel something bigger than myself. I feel something that says that I am better than how I am interpreting my feelings, that these feelings aren't defining me because this coin says I'm a United States Marine and I'm better than that. And that kind of helps me. It's like my anchor to hold through that little storm that I'm going through. And it really helped because it was just, it really was that anchor. I've done it for a few days now. And as I continue to do it, I'll keep you guys updated, but it really helped me anchor through that emotional storm. So sometimes I'm often, it's like I literally feel like I'm in an ocean of hurricanes. And there's a good analogy that kind of says that these hurricanes or whatever I'm feeling with these emotions are meant to be, meant to happen because a skilled captain on a boat doesn't really learn how to be a skilled captain in a calm sea. They learn how to be a skilled captain in the rough seas. And if you think about when you're riding these waves and riding these storms or whatever you're feeling out there, whatever you're not feeling, whatever that, maybe it is a storm inside, that whatever that is, those are, if we embrace those storms and ride them through the stewardship, the leadership, the, the, the trust that we know we need to have in ourselves to get through that storm, I am convinced on the other side of this podcast, on the other side of me working through controlling my emotions or not maybe controlling them, but really navigating them properly, there is a horizon and a sunset 
when that, that is going to be so beautiful that I will turn around and face that st- and look at that storm and been that storm needed to happen to get me where I am today. But unless I am going forward through this storm and trying to get to that horizon, acknowledging that this work going through this storm needs to happen, I'm really not going to get anywhere. And I'm just going to be this dumb farm boy from Wisconsin that's lost on the ocean seas with eight foot swells and just feel like I'm lost in life. So I really need to continue to be in control of the the boat, know where I'm headed, which is where that coin came in. And remember that, just like I started with with the dentist, that in between the cracks is sometimes where the stuff that we really need to focus on. And especially when you think of the dentist analogy, that little crack can cause a cavity and eat through your tooth and cause an immense pain for you if not taken care of. So just because you're daily brushing your teeth or brushing your emotions doesn't mean you're getting all the cracks. Focus on the cracks. Focus on what you're not focusing on. Recognize that maybe it's not therapy you need. Maybe it's just a friend. I often believe that to get to where I am today, friendship is the one thing that transformed my life from that lonely boy to where I am today. Just that friend can be that person that finds the cracks, that kind of brings that light of stuff into the shadows. And I'll lead you with one last point of how I define a life of integrity. And this is something that I still struggle with because I still working on bringing things into the light from my shadows or recognizing there's a shadow that even existed. Sometimes I'm not even aware. But in the shadows, there's these things that we don't want people to know. And oftentimes our ego is a mechanism that we use to keep things in our shadows, that we inflate our ego to be this person, to pretend so that hopefully people don't figure out what's in the shadows. And as we're talking to someone and you're having conversations in a bunch of different categories, imagine mentally you're rotating left or right, making sure as the conversation goes that you're not, that light never hits a piece of that shadow and you're using your ego to protect it. Imagine the mental bandwidth it takes to keep that light from hitting that shadow. Imagine the, the weight on your shoulders that you're feeling trying to keep that in the shadows. That shadow is that emotion that you need to feel. And the crazy part about this is when you bring that shadow into the light, people aren't going to judge you and look less of you. They're going to look at you and and say more about you because you did something that other people normally don't. And when you share what's in the shadows and bring it into the light, it loses its power over you. You mentally feel lighter. That's why when you share something heavy, you feel a lot better afterwards because you've brought that into the light. Light has such a healing power. Even in meditation, visualizing a light is something that's a technique through your body to heal it. Even in the morning, I feel like a million bucks. I feel like Superman when the sun rises and hits my, my chest and I'm walking outside. I feel so much power from that light. But yet, when I think of a life of integrity, it's living life fully in the life. or full, It is living life fully in the light. And in that light is where we can truly come home. And another way to look at this idea of integrity is thinking of integrity as a whole number. That is the root word is integer. And integer means a whole number. So living a life of integrity is living a whole life, an unfractioned life that isn't divided, that you don't have multiple personalities that show up throughout the day and depending on who you're talking to and depending on which shadow you're trying to to hide that these are things 
that we can step into the light to be unfractioned, to be a whole number, to be a whole person, to really figure it out who it is that we are and who it is that can show up and be the best freaking dad that we ever seen out there. And this is why I say military dads are so capable of this because we have all these tools. We just need to step fully into the light to come home, be present with our kid, be present with our wife, and we can do some amazing things. And the next generation of our kids will do amazing things because we showed up in their life in an amazing way. So with that, I want to sign off. I hope this episode helped. I plan on keep doing a couple more of these before we go back into the interview episodes. And with that, I will sign off and I will see you guys next week.